Hey friend, and welcome to Presence and Purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know it seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you find your people online, build a client-attracting brand, and grow a wildly successful business that's aligned with who you are and God's purpose for your life. It's time to stop looking around at what everyone else is doing and start fully embracing the unique calling and message that's been placed inside of you. Join me in conversations around personal branding, faith, marketing, messaging, and so much more to help you confidently show up for the people you're called to serve. Hey guys, I am sitting here and talking with Cassie Kitzmiller today. Cassie, thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited to talk to you. Oh my goodness, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yes. So before we dive into talking about the seasons of your business, which I totally love how you come at this topic, um, I would love if you could just real quick introduce yourself, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Cassie Kitzmiller. I am a community and business coach for Christian entrepreneurs. So all of that means at the end of the day is that I'm very passionate about helping women, especially um, create businesses that really are built on the concept of doing business as the body of Christ and freeing ourselves up from feeling like we have to do it all ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is huge. I that's still something that I'm always reminding myself. Like, you can ask for help. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't have to do this alone. It is not a requirement. Yes, exactly. And that's something I'm big on too. It's like it gets, you know, I'm sure every single person listening can relate to like how lonely it feels when you try to do it yourself. And um, even just as simple as like, you know, I think back to when I was just getting started being brand new before I had even invested in anything. It's like even just being surrounded in Facebook groups, right? Like in community was huge um, to not feel like I was um, just kind of hanging out on my computer all day by myself. Cause I mean, it's kind of what we do, but you know, there's, there's so many ways that we could just get connected and have a support network, which is just so, so amazing. Um, Well, you are here to talk today all about the seasons in business. And like I said, I totally love your approach um, with this because I feel like at the end of the day, it just is a really great way to focus on like, where am I actually at in my business? Not where, where do I wish I was? You know, am I, you know, trying to rush ahead, skip ahead to the good part, right? Um, where am I actually at right now? And what should I be focusing on? And so with that being said, I would just um, love to have you take it away. So let, let's dive into like, you know, what are the seasons of business? Yeah, absolutely. So the seasons of business, I wish they were as clear cut as just looking at the calendar and being able to be like, oh, it's March 21st. It's spring, right? Um, Unfortunately, it's not quite that easy, but it is that clear cut in that um, I truly do believe that the Lord just gives us so much wisdom and insight. And we get a lot of that from his natural law. 
and the mm -hmm. way that he creates things to work and to flow and to kind of restore and to build. And business is the same way. So when we start in business, like you said, so many of us want to like press fast forward and we want to get to the part where we are already like getting harvest and we're seeing mm -hmm. the growth and we're like, yes. Um, and we can actually harm ourselves and we can actually kind of cut ourselves off at our knees because we're not doing the work in the season that we are in. So the Lord gave this to me a couple of years ago and I just jotted it all down on a great big long notebook. And at the time I did not have enough um, clarity around it to speak to it. And so the last couple of years, I've been able to see it. I've been in several of the seasons myself, um, and I've seen other business owners go through these. And he's just given a lot of revelation on, you know, what are we supposed to do in this season? How do we identify what season we're in? And what are the things we need to kind of watch out for in the seasons? Yeah, yes. And I, again, I love that. Um, you know, it's it's like you said, I think back to my first year in business when I was, um, really just getting started. And it's like, man, like if I could have just been present and just enjoyed, um, where I was at, because there's, there's obviously there's, there's pros and cons to being in each place of business. Right. And it's like, I can just look with 2020 hindsight and see, you know, all the ways that I was just kind of wishing, mm -hmm. like wishful thinking of like, you know, I wish I was in this place, but not even like doing the foundational stuff and putting in the work. Right. Um, yeah. So I would love if you could just kind of dive in and talk about like, what are these seasons and kind of how you approach this? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start just with winter first, because um, for most entrepreneurs, winter is going to be the hardest season. Yeah. Um, winter is the season of rest of renewal and of a lot of work happening beneath the surface. So it's still winter here um, when we're recording this and I can look outside, I can see the bare trees and they're ugly and they have no leaves and they <laughs> look like they're dead, right? Like from all intents and purposes, they're not doing anything productive. But if you've ever been to a sap like festival or anything where you've ever seen the sap flow, when they tap in that little tap in there, I mean, the sap flows. And that's what's happening. The Lord is giving us this season of winter to rest and to work inside of us. And he's pulling up this new energy. He's giving us new life. He's giving us new focus. He's breathing that into us, but we resist it. It's so hard to take the time to sit down, to rest, to be renewed and to refill. Um, and usually you can identify if you're in a season of winter in your business. If you just come out of a really productive season, number one, um, Number two, if you've lost some of your spark, if the things you used to do just aren't bringing you that same level of excitement, um, it's probably because the Lord's trying to kind of redirect, refocus, and refine something, and he needs you to turn inward for a little while. Um, and finally, if you're just starting, if you don't even know what you're doing yet, he wants you to sit still with him and start to plan and prepare and kind of download what he has for you. And like I said, it can be a really hard season if you are an entrepreneur, um, but it leads into the next season of spring and spring is that season you talk about probably trying to like rush through a little bit because you have so much energy and you have so much like excitement and ideas um, and you just feel like anything's possible. Um, when you come out of winter and you start to see new life and you start to actually be able to plant the seeds, it's a season of a distraction, to be honestly, there can be a lot of different distractions. Oh, I want to plant this. I want to do this. I want to do this thing. And I want to start that. <laughs> we can quickly get, um, one of the things you have to fight in spring is just the distraction. 
And you also have to tend the seeds you planted. So when you've taken the time to make a plan in winter and you've planted those seeds, they're really fragile for a good little while. And they take tending. Um, I look at that as building relationships. When you first step into a, you know, the space online or into your business, whatever, those relationships, they're new. You can't go and pull a tomato off of a brand new sprout, right? Like mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Um, and so many times we want to jump straight into why aren't people buying from me? Why am I not seeing more results? Why am I not seeing the fruit? Well, we still have little baby plants, right? Like our business is still learning and we're growing and we're having to tend. Um, and from spring, we go into summer and most entrepreneurs get stuck sometimes in summer. We're just like this. It's, it's my personal favorite season in business and in life. Um, and it's energy. It's growth. We're starting to see like if you've ever had a garden and you're gone for a couple of days, you can come back and those plants could grow up two, three feet. I mean, they're just they're growing. And in our businesses, it can start to feel like we're finally getting traction. It's like, oh, I can finally see the seeds that I've planted, the relationships that I've tended, the ideas, the programs, the courses, all of the things, and they're finally starting to grow on their own. They don't need me out there watching them doing all the things. Um, and so it's an exciting season, but we have to really be careful about the weeds. We can be very um, inundated with do this, try this, this new tactic, this new thing, all of the things that we're told we need to do. Um, and they can be weeds and they can actually suffocate some of the good plants that the Lord has for us to tend. And so I think summer is a season of being just um, very focused on the growth that we want to see, on the thing that we're supposed to be growing and not trying to go, you know, and do all of the different things. And then that leads us to the season. If we've done our work and we have, you know, made it through, we get to harvest and autumn is the season that everybody waits for in your business. It's that season where you're finally able to see the fruit from all of the work that you've done. And it's an incredible season. It is a joyous season. But it can be a challenging season if you are not disciplined, if you are not ready to really harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think back on the scripture verse where Christ, of course, is talking about um, you know, the lost in the world, but he says that the harvest is plentiful. It's the workers that are few. And so it takes a different skill set to harvest in your business. It takes being able to really keep your finger on the pulse of when your clients are ready to buy. Uh, If you go out and pluck a green tomato, I mean, there's not a great market for that. You can do a little bit with it, Um, but you need to be able to be aware of when it's time to go do the work. You need to be willing to show up. And when it's time, you got to put in the effort and really take care of that harvest. Yeah. I love how you break that down because, you know, like you said, like it's not a clear cut thing of, well, we're in winter right now. So I'm in the winter season. Like, no, but the way that you explain it again, it's so easy to understand like, oh, this is totally where I'm at right now. Like I'm totally in this season or entering in this season. Um, And, you know, the, you know, when I, when I reached out to you, um, we've been connected for a while and I already told you this, but I want to tell the listeners this of, you know, your video talking about the, um, the fall season, the harvest season, um, just happened to pop up on my Facebook timeline and you were talking about it in your group. 
Um, and I already knew, like, you know, just from seeing how you're talking about the seasons, I'm like, okay, I feel like I just kind of felt like it was something that I needed to watch. Um, and so I watched it, uh, once before my daughter went to bed. And then I actually watched it a second time after like she went to bed and I was folding laundry and I was like, I just need to like soak that up again because it was just one of those cool, like, uh, divine moments where it was like, Hey, you need to hear this message right now. Um, because that is definitely, you know, the season that I am entering into. Um, and something that I would love for you to touch on with all the seasons, not just the, the fall season is like, depending on where you're at. So whether it's like winter, spring, summer, fall, what should you be focusing on? Um, because I'll let you share that first. And then once you get to that, um, I want to share like the thing that was really like, Oh, like that's the thing that, (laughs) that I really need to, um, focus on because I, I, I think it's a huge issue and I would love to talk about that too, but yeah, I would love to hear, um, hear kind of what your tips are for depending on which season you're at, like what should, what should the listeners be focusing on? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I can't wait to hear what it was that the Holy Spirit was like hitting home. Cause I love when he does that. I love when he shows up and does that. Um, but so for each season, there is a list or a kind of opportunities, I think that we don't want to rush the season, but I think we can accelerate the results we're going to see if we will be focused on those things in the appropriate time, right? Mm -hmm. So in winter, it is definitely a season of restoration. It's allowing the Lord to restore in you so that you can then start to create new energy and new fruit and new growth. Um, And so for some people, it may be physical rest. Like if you literally are exhausted, it's physical. Um, For a lot of us, that's emotional rest. It's actually allowing the Lord to come in and heal anything in our hearts that may need to be um, addressed. And again, the earth goes through such a season of rest Mm -hmm. in order for it to be able to come back and bring up that new life. And then the final thing um, in winter is it's a time for planting. If you have ever planted a garden, you don't start your garden in spring when, you know, you're putting seeds in the ground. I mean, right now it's the time um, I'm in a couple of gardening groups and everybody is sharing their plans for the next year. And it's a season of hope. It's a time of even though you're not doing active work, you're still accepting from the Lord his downloads. You're taking in his wisdom and you're starting to just journal. You're writing it out. You're making plans. Mm -hmm. Um, So just being open to that and understanding that even though it's a season of less activity, there's still a lot happening. It's not a season of like just checking out and like going to Bermuda (laughs) for a month, right? (laughs) Right. I love that. Well, and I think of all the times where it's like, like I've experienced this, I'm sure you have too. And, and other women that I'm connected with where it's like, there's often times where something happens where it's like, we're not resting. And then we're like forced to rest, whether Mm. it's like, I've heard of people like getting in car accidents and breaking their wrist and then they like couldn't work. And so they had to rest and, and had to slow down, um, or just different things. I even feel like not too long ago, um, around the holidays, um, I, I was kind of in that place of feeling like I just feel kind of like emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. where it's like I I actually um, the the whole or the the last two weeks of 2020, I like totally disconnected from social media and it was so good. And I so needed that because there was there was things that it's like, you know, I feel like a big thing with being in that winter season is it's like, like you said, it's it's slowing down and it's it's allowing yourself that space and that time to, 
to soak up what God's trying to speak to you. And if you keep trying to push forward and, and trying to resist that, that, um, invitation to rest and you're like, no, I can't, I have to do this. I have to, then it's like, you know, like, you know, like I said, I've seen, and I've experienced so many times where it's like, okay, well, often <laughs> whether you like it or not, you're going to rest because you're going to wear yourself out. And then it's just going to take longer. Like you said, um, you know, where it's, it's, we need to learn something from that season. And so if we're trying to like skip past it, um, it's just, it's ultimately going to take longer. Right. I think back to, this is a parenting example application, but, um, I think back to the times where, you know, my daughter is, um, having a hard time waiting for something. And I tell her like, well, the sooner you let me do this, or the sooner you let me finish this, the sooner you can have that. And it's like, and then she's like, okay, fine. Like, (laughs) like, okay, God, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to listen to what you have. Right. (laughs) I really don't want to. I really just want to keep going. But I know the sooner I do this, the sooner I'll do that. So fine. Like, (laughs) and he's such a good, good God, right? Like we look at seasons of rest almost or as winter seasons, it's almost like punishment. And he's like, no, I've got something incredible coming for you, but you need to sit still long enough for me to bring it into fruition. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Um, so what about spring? If, yeah, if so spring, spring yeah. I, I, I'm, you can tell that I've been in winter uh, seasonally here for a while. I'm like I'm ready for spring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so gray out his eyes. But spring is a time of focused action. So if winter is a time of allowing rest, spring is doing the right action so that you can eventually see a harvest. Um, For a lot of us, when we're in a spring season, it is we are launching something new, whether it's a new business, a new product, a new course, a new podcast, maybe, maybe you're doing a book. Um, It's usually something that you have a very clear, I want to do this thing. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you plant the right seeds that are eventually going to grow into the harvest you want to reap. So the biggest thing that I see entrepreneurs do, and of course, I've been guilty of it myself, um, is trying to plant too many seeds. one space. Mm -hmm. We only have time, mental capacity, and the ability to tend so much land. Um, And I do think the Lord gives us the capacity to do more as he matures us. And as we get teams and we get help. But if you're starting out, you really only need to be planting one, two, maybe three seeds. If you're writing a book, you need to commit to that book. If you're doing a podcast, that needs to be the seed that you plant and you water. Mm -hmm. So staying focused, doing the right action, and then tend those seeds. You cannot plant a seed and then leave for two weeks and come back and expect it to be there. The bugs are going to eat it. The squirrels are going to chew it up and throw it out of the garden. Like it is constant when it's new and it's a baby. It's like a kid, right? When it's a baby, you got to tend it. You got to check in often. Um, You have to create habits and systems and checkpoints that encourage you to go back and to constantly be kind of taking care of that new idea. Mm -hmm. So it's um, an exciting time, but it's also a time of getting a little bit of discipline, (laughs) kind of focusing in a little bit. And that can be hard. Yeah. When I listen to that, the prime example that I think of, and again, I've been guilty of this too, um, is, you know, I see women getting started in their business and launching with like multiple things. Like I want to do one-to-one coaching. I want to do group (laughs) coaching. I want to do a membership. And I'm like, okay, so 
what's the simplest offer that you can start with? Like, you know, like, it's like, okay, like, like, I I don't want to see you like, you know, work yourself into frustration because you're like, I'm doing all these things. Right. And and a big part of that is because I've been there and I know how frustrating (laughs) that is of like, I am working so hard and I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but it's like, yeah, well not all at once. Like, you know, and it's, it's, and if you do, I mean, you do messaging and you know how hard it is to get messaging right for one thing, right? right. Let alone if you're, like you said, you're trying to do two, three, four different things. Oh, it's exhausting. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it comes down to. It's like, okay, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. You know, what problem are you solving? Where, what platform are you focused on? What offer are you um, promoting right now? Right? Like even with, um, you know, I think of, um, you know, at the point where you have multiple offers or maybe like um, a, a, a smaller offer, that's a piece of your main offer, something like that. Even then I, I just know that it's so important to be focused on like, this is the thing that I'm promoting right now. Right. Because it's, um, I always like to use the snowball analogy of like, if you are, you know, trying to build a snowman and you live somewhere snowy, you can relate to this of like, maybe your kids are like trying to piece together, you know, snowballs and, and, you know, my daughter's over there, you know, working really hard to make her snowball, And I've already made this like giant one because you just take the snow and you roll it and you just like one snowball and it just, you know, gets so big that you can't even pick it up. And there she is struggling to like create this little snowball in her hands. Um, And that's how like I, I just visually picture it in my head of like when you're in that place of like, I am working so hard to pack this snowball. And it's like, why is it not working? (laughs) <laughs> and then you're tired and you're cold and you want to go inside. Like, <laughs> I just need hot chocolate and a nap. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, it's just, it, you know, obviously my, my heart goes out to the women who are in that place because it's, you know, again, like you said too, like you've had personal experience with trying to do many, too many things at once. Like there, I feel like there's nothing more frustrating than that because even bringing back to messaging, like you said, which is something that I really focus on um, with what I do. It's like when, when that's not clicking, like there, there truly is nothing like that frustration of knowing that you're working so hard and knowing that you're called to do this, like jokes aside, that is super frustrating, right? Like I have I have questioned God when I was in that place. I have like cried. Like, it's just, you know, like, it's just, it's, it really is frustrating. And so that's why, um, that's why I believe this message that you're sharing is so important because it is, again, comes back to not trying to rush ahead, really trusting the process, right? Like, I'm sure you've heard that phrase a million times and I have too. And I know that I used to kind of roll my eyes at it. Like, okay, trust the process, but Come no, <laughs> no, really, really trust the process. <laughs> well, and I love, if you've ever done any gardening, one of the main things they put on the back of the seeds is the time to harvest. It's like the plant life cycle. And it's almost always about a 70 to 90 days. And I think in business, we're always planting the seed that we're going to see the fruit from in like 70. It's almost exact that same time frame. I'm sure you've seen that in your business. Yeah. And I do like when I see those, you know, women that are a little bit earlier on and they're struggling and they're hustling and they're just doing all the things. I want to be like, what do you want to see in three months? 
and focus on that one thing. And if they would just, you know, I say like, just like, it's so hard. It's so hard to get that clarity. Um, But now in my business, I'm always asking myself, what is the one thing that I really want to see come to fruition in, you know, 70 to 90 days? Okay. What do I need to plant right now? Where do I have to be putting my time and attention? Cause it's going to grow. Like the Lord tells us that we are going to see the harvest, but it's from him, right? We have to be obedient, but he brings the harvest. And so I'm always trying to like help myself narrow back down, narrow back down. Right. Right. And I think the longer that you're in business, that gets easier too, because you, you know, that like, you know, how important it is to narrow your focus. Focus is my word for 2021. Um, and you know, it's just, you know, you know, that simple is the way to go. Right. And that's, that's how you can scale your business. That's how you can grow. Um, And, you know, it took me a while for that to really sink in when I was starting my business. Um, I also love that you mentioned 90 days because I think that is a huge reason why, I mean, my, my like main coaching one-to-one coaching program is 90 days. A lot of group programs that you join are 90 days. Um, you know, when, when you talk about setting a goal, you know, quarterly goals, right? Like I, I think there's so much power in that, that three month 90 day period, um, even with, like you said, focusing on like, what do I want to see happen? I'm going to focus on that for 90 days. And that's something that I've shared this many times, um, on the podcast and in my group, how my focus for this year is one-to-one coaching. And I already knew from the get-go for at least the first three months, probably the first, um, six months of this year, I am just focused on booking that out. Like that is my only focus because it's, it's really, um, again, it's, it's another saying that's, um, pretty common of like really believing that your success is inevitable. Like if this is something that God's called you Mm -hmm. to do and you're faithful with following this process of, you know, doing the work in the season that you're in, it's just a matter of when the success is going to happen. And so going right, going back to everything that we're talking about, the snowball analogy, everything. It's like the sooner that you focus on doing the steps that you really need to take, the sooner that you're going to see that result. And so um, it's like, you know, would you rather book out your services or whatever you're trying to do um, sooner or later? Like if, if the answer is sooner, then it's a matter of, like you said, focusing on like, okay, this is the one thing that I want to see happen. So I'm actually going to do the things that are going to make that happen. And I love focus that on you that. say that. Yeah, I love that. I always, um, in my coaching, I always tell the ladies, I'm like, your focus is the fast forward button. Mm-hmm. When you want to go faster, you just have to press that focus button. And it's true. It's hard to do. But the, I mean, it really does make all the difference. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, so tell us about summer. What should you focus right. on in summer? Yeah. So summer is a season of rapid acceleration. And that can be a really good thing, but it can also um, create a lot of challenges. So again, if you've ever done any gardening, you know that the fruit that produces the best um, harvest that you're going to get the most from has had support. So as your business grows, you have to, have to, have to plan on bringing in support, whether that looks like hiring a VA, whether that looks like just telling the husband, I'm going to need a few more hours of this season because, you know, things are really picking up in my business, whether that looks like, um, I'm big on not working a lot. I homeschool our three, my three boys. So I have a babysitter come in one day a week and she's my support. Like she's, I know on that one day that I can 
get it knocked out. Um, but the biggest, I think, challenge you're going to see in summer is that your plants are going to fall over. All that growth that you built is just going to collapse if you don't have the support in place. So be aware that you're going to need support during seasons of growth. Um, another thing you need to be looking for in summer is or times of drought. So there are going to be things that come up in your business that are going to be hot, they're going to be heavy, and they're going to be hard. And you need to understand that, where do my buckets come from? Where is my water coming from? Um, it's coming from time with the Lord. He's so good to refresh us in those seasons. Um, but we have to know that I'm in this point where I've got to kind of buckle in. I'm going to have to bring in extra water, right? Um, it can come from encouragement. Like we talked about some of the community, like having that community in your business where you can reach out and say, hey guys, this is hard. Like I'm at a point where it's taking more of me than I realized. And I just need some words of encouragement. And hopefully you have that um, circle around you where they can feed into you and kind of help you water. And then the final thing to do is to start to look for signs of ripeness, right? Like you're going to have some early fruit. You're going to have some clients that are ready to work with you. You're going to have, um, I love during this time, especially in business, to start pre-selling offers. If you're starting to get people interested in what you're talking about and they're kind of getting on board, say, let's go ahead and jump in and let's do a beta round. Let's go ahead and do my podcast before I'm ready, but let's record some interviews and go ahead and get some things started. Let Let's um, get a pre-sale of my book out before it's even ready. So starting to bring in some of that early fruit can really be encouraging so that you're like, I'm seeing some results, right? You're starting to get a little bit of that feedback. Yes, I love that. And I love that you mentioned um, doing like a beta round of something, right? Or like pre-selling or something that um, I'm hoping to have a, a whole separate podcast episode about this, but something that I'm trying recently which I hadn't heard of before is, um, doing a scholarship, like similar to a beta, like, you know, like, um, if anyone's not familiar with that, it's essentially, you know, if you know that you're going to offer this service saying, well, I'm going to, because it's the first time offer it at this discount, um, you know, for the first time around as a, as a learning experience. Um, and so the scholarship strategy is a similar thing in terms of, you know, very intentional having women apply. They're serious about it, right? Like picking someone who's um, truly a good fit for it. But it's it's such a such a wonderful way to, um, like you said, like start to see that fruit, start to see that momentum um, a little bit early. Well, what a beautiful gift, right? I mean, could you imagine being on the other end of that and having the opportunity to be blessed with that? That's amazing, right? All right, now we get to your favorite. We get to fall. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. fall is a season of watchful anticipation. You, When um, you start to see the harvest, it is, I mean, if you have like a real live farm, the farmers are out there every morning, early, 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 seeing what is ready today to harvest. It's not always something, um, I always laugh at entrepreneurs, we like to that saying with the best laid plans, right? We kind of laugh um, because you can have the most incredible onboarding sequence. You can have the most incredible, all the plans laid out, all of the things ready. And the Lord says, no, this is in my time. So we have to have watchful anticipation. We have to be anticipating the harvest. You have to know if I'm in a season of harvest, it's going to take a little bit more of me. Um, I'm going to be onboarding clients. I may be doing client calls. I'm going to be answering more questions. I'm going to be have to be available a little bit more than maybe I have been in seasons past. 
And it's also a time of being willing to go out and bring it in. Um, again, we are told that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. How many business owners have left opportunity on the table simply because they never asked for the sale or because they never really made it clear, um, hey, it's time. It's time to step in and come and do the work. It's time to come in. So it is, it is a leveling up, I think, in your business, in your maturity, and in your willingness to show up and serve. So it's an exciting season um, because you are starting to see the fruit. You are bringing in all that you've worked for, but it, but it can be a challenging in its own own way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that last thing is what I was alluding to. So that, that piece, when I watched your video, um, talking about the fall season and that last point about being willing. And I was like, there it is. Like that was the thing for me. And I know there's women that are listening and can relate to this for the longest time. I was in this, like, I don't know what to call it other than like this weird limbo of feeling like, where do I strike the balance of trusting God's timing and also doing the work without swaying to one extreme of I'm just sitting back and I'm not doing anything mm -hmm. and I'm waiting for God's perfect timing. Like where are the clients um, or the other extreme of I'm going to go out and make it happen. And yeah, exactly. And like, and I found myself kind of going back between those two extremes and really like wanting to strike a balance. Um, and that's something that I, I truly like feel like a lot of 2020 was God doing that work in me of um, just making me aware how unwilling I was. And it just mm. sounds so ridiculous. Like, like, of course I want to help clients. Of course I want that income. Of course I want to make that impact. Like, why wouldn't I be willing? Um, but that was the question. It's like, why am I not willing? Right. And there's a lot of, um, I feel like there is a lot of mindset stuff around that. Like if you're feeling unwilling, if you're unable to, um, you know, if you're resistant to going out and doing the work selling, of course there's mindset around sales, right? Um, there's mindset around, am I waiting for God's perfect timing or am I hustling to make things happen? Um, there's mindset around, am I able to receive? Like, am I able, um, do I really believe that there are clients out there that want to work with me? Um, do I really believe that God wants to bless me and he wants to give me good gifts because he's my heavenly father? Like there's just so much mindset work around oh, so that much. thing of being willing. And, um, you know, I shared, I don't remember if I've shared this since we hit record, but I know I, I told you before we hit record that, um, I just hired a mindset coach for that reason, because I knew in the season that I'm at, I was like, I, I need help. And, um, you know, it was something that I had multiple signs of confirmation. So I'm very excited, um, very excited about that and to see where I will be in six months. But, you know, the, the point that I just really want to emphasize, like for anyone listening, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, Cassie is, um, like, if you, if you hear that and you're like, well, of course I'm willing. Right. But I really encourage you to look into like, what well, are you actually like those things that I just shared of the, the money mindset, how do you feel around selling? Like all those things. It's like, if there's anything that's kind of like, Oh yeah. Like that's, that's really important to look into. I loved the 
analogy that you gave um, when you shared this in your group about how, like, if you're not willing, like the harvest isn't going to just like jump into your basket. And that is what, like, as ridiculous as it sounds, (laughs) when I was in that place of like, um, you know, feeling like, again, in that limbo of, uh, how can I trust God and also take the action and not go to a, one extreme or the other? There was a part of me that was kind of like expecting the clients to just fall into my lap and then feeling frustrated and getting mad at God. Like, why aren't you giving me clients? And it just like, it sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> it's right here. <laughs> Come on, put it in. Like I'm ready, except I'm not, I'm not ready. <laughs> no, but wait. <laughs> Well, and I kind of laugh because I, I mean, it is so funny. And I think a lot of it, honestly, is because as heart-centered entrepreneurs, we're so connected to what it is we do. We tie up a lot of our identity and our purpose and our worth in what it is we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, again, going back to that, um, I think I was shared that in the video, but when I was talking about it, I was like, a farmer doesn't go out to the field and feel bad about picking a tomato because he's planted the seeds, he's raised this plant, and he is now reaping the rewards from his hard work. He's not tied up in that plant. He doesn't feel personally responsible for that tomato's growth. So of course, when it's ready to pick, it's just the natural next step. Um, And we bring all of our stories into it, right? We bring our fear of sales. We bring our value. We bring our self-worth. We bring, am I, you know, good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I talented enough? We bring so much into our relationship um, because we have a heart to serve. We want to change lives. We want to serve at that high level, which we should. But when it comes down to the harvesting process and we look at it as that beautiful um, just next step that the Lord has given us, he's given us the seeds to plant. He gave us the idea. He's given us the energy to put into the growth season. He's brought the growth and now he's giving us the opportunity and the choice to go out and bring in the good harvest, the good works that he's given us. So when we look at it like that, I think it does help to separate a little bit of who am I to do this? Um, And it's more just another way of stepping out in faith and accepting the good works that the Lord has for us. And we can choose, like, you know, we serve a good God. He's not going to force us. He's not going to make us go out and serve clients. Um, He's not going to make us ask for the sale. And will fruit occasionally fall in your basket? Yes. I've had clients that I'm like, well, thank you, Lord. They just kind of fell into my lap, Um, but they're few and far between, right? Like you don't want to plan your garden on those. Uh, But to have the appreciation of the goodness of our father, to know that if we've done the work, that the harvest is there to be a blessing to us. And what do farmers do? They feed their family, but they go out and feed the community, right? Um, If you're even a harvest gardener, I mean, like a hobby gardener, you get more produce and you know what to do with. You put some back for your family, but you're giving to the neighbors. You're taking it to church. You're donating it to food banks. You're bettering the community. You're doing outreach from the bounty of the father. And that doesn't happen if the harvest sits on the vine. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's just a lot of wisdom we can do by just looking at, you know, God's good plan for all of us. I love that you said that um, because yeah, it's, it's anytime we get so stuck on, like, I feel this way. 
can I really do this? It, it's like, I, 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 I like, mm-hmm. but then focusing on, of course, it's going to, when you, when you go out and you, um, reap that harvest, like, of course, it's going to bless you and bless mm-hmm. your family. But like, there's, there's, um, there's much bigger things, right? Like it's, it's not about us. And we, that's another, that's another saying that we hear a lot. Um, but it truly is like, um, I, I've literally told multiple people this same thing this week, but it totally applies to what we're talking about right now. Um, a coaching call that I was in on, on Monday, someone, um, basically said this point in terms of like, I can say no to myself, but I can't say no to those people that need me. Right. And like getting really grounded on like, what is that exactly? Like, what is the thing that you're like, I can't say no to. Um, and it's, you know, when we have that really big, um, you know, people talk about their why, right. Um, whether it is giving back, whether it is the direct impact of I'm working with my clients and they're in this place right now, right? Like um, for the clients that I currently work with in my business, it's the women who, like I've shared kind of, um, they are, you know, they know that they're called to do this. They know, um, they know that they're capable. Like they know that they're able to provide this transformation, but it's the messaging that is the disconnect. And so here they are frustrated and discouraged and, mad too. Like, why, why am I not attracting these clients? Like, where are they? Right. And that's the, that's the disconnect. And so that's the thing that I'm like, I can't say no to that. Right. And I think it's so beautiful to, um, like you said, also equally look at, um, you know, with feeling like, how can I sell? Or if you're struggling with feeling salesy, right. And all that stuff, looking at, what is the reason that you can get really grounded in that it's like, you know, if I want to hit six figures, okay, if I made a hundred K in my business this year, this means, you know, assuming you're tithing, which, you know, totally other topic. I think it's super important. I do it. Um, that means that you have $10,000 to bless someone with like, you know, throughout the year, like, what could you do with that? Like, get excited about that and, and let that be a motivator in those moments where you're feeling salesy or, you know, stuck in again, like focusing on yourself. Yeah. So much of being able to serve is to create opportunities for people to say yes. And that's all sales is. It's just creating opportunities for people to say yes and exchange something of value. And when you take it down to that simple of a, you know, definition, it does free you up from all of the pressure and all of the the weirdness that comes around it. Yeah, totally. Um, And the last thing I will say is that I also loved your point about um, emphasizing that it's a choice, right? Like that it's, we have a choice to go out um, and get the harvest, right? And I shared, you know, the struggle that I had gone through a lot of last year um, with that, but it's just, I feel like it, it beautifully puts it into place of like, these are my responsibilities. These are God's responsibilities. This is what I have control over. This is what God, you know, that, that I don't have control over that God's in control of. And it's, it's looking at um, it's like a back and forth dance of like, you know, I, you know, he's calling me to do this. So I need to go out and do it. And yes, he's working to connect me with the right people. But then I also need to go out and invite those people, you know, into working with me to, to talking about, um, 
just even having conversations in the first place. Right. Um, and like you said, I think, um, you know, we all have those experiences where a client does just fall into our lap, but it's looking at like, those are really cool moments, right? I've had those moments too, where it is such a blessing. Um, but at the same time, it's like, but a sustainable business isn't going to happen off of that. Like those are, those are amazing moments, but that's not how you grow a sustainable business that's going to be a long-term thing. Um, so I just, yeah, I totally love that, that you, you um, verbalized it that way in terms of like, it is a choice. We have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Are you willing or not? Forces. And I always look yeah. back to, um, you know, the verse where it says that I planted the seeds and Apollo watered, but God brought the harvest. Yeah. And then, you know, the, fact that we are supposed to be the ones who go in and gather in the harvest, you know, the harbor or the um, gatherers are few. And so it's just, it's so beautiful. He's such a good father in that he gives us this opportunity to go out and further his kingdom through the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And he grows us so much in it. I know as much, um, you know, as I have hopefully helped and served clients through the years, I've grown as much on the other side. And I think that's just such a beautiful circle of how he works and cycles. So the more that we give, the more I think we grow and then we're able to serve at a higher level. So just keeps on going. Yeah, I so agree with that. And I've, I've shared many times. It's like, I, I've grown in so many ways through having a business, through running a business with God, right? Like it's been, honestly, it's been the, the, um, most growth that I've ever experienced in my faith. Like, you know, it took me from like, basically like lukewarm questioning Christian to places where like, I never thought my faith, you know, would be. And of course I'm, you know, still wanting to go deeper and stuff, but it's just, it is so cool. So it's such a blessing to, you know, be on this journey. Um, between motherhood and business, I don't know who I would have been otherwise. <laughs> He's done right. so much work on oh. me and, in me through those. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, same here. Um, well, thank you so much, Cassie, for this beautiful conversation. I know this is going to bless so many, um, women listening. If they want to connect with you online, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to watch all four seasons videos, we do have those in the unit section of our free Facebook group, Christian Women Business Builders Community. And it's a really great space to hang out online, which is other women of faith who are wanting, um, to build business, not only for themselves, but also in community. Yeah. And then you've got a podcast too, right? Yeah. So we have the Christian Women Business Builders podcast. And depending on when this episode airs, I do believe our seasons of business um, will episode will be up and we are going to be having you on in a couple of weeks as well. So they'll get to hear the other side of that. We'll get yes. to interview you now. Yes. Well, flip flop. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be super fun. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I so appreciate your time and this conversation was beautiful. So thank you. It was my delight. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.